We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, coming to you live Sunday, November 12th. We are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. Got my guy, J.D. Silva, with me tonight. Fellas. We got Taylor Peterson. Banner Sports Weekend. Sooners win. Chelsea ties Man City, which was phenomenal with four goals now. Moral victory. Win. Moral victory, that's right. We've got Nick Crane. JD got that summer league swag. Looks really good. It does. I know. Oh, yeah. I like it a lot. Very nice, JD. Hey, uh, also way better, or not way better, but a better weekend, even uh, a sports weekend for Silva with, with his his Vikings and MVP candidate Joshua Josh Dobbs. 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 Same thing. Jay DeSilva. Jay DeSilva's in the house. Reporting for Gentlemen, you. a lot to talk about tonight as the Thunder just defeated. The Phoenix Suns, 111-99. to If it's not time to trade everybody, I don't know. We'll see what the chat thinks. There's always next game. There's always next game. We're going to talk some around the association. We're going to talk some themes. we got a lot to get into. Before we do, though, I want to make sure to let you guys know that every podcast we do is streamed live on YouTube. So if you have not yet, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are very quickly closing in to 2,000 subs, that would be incredible. So if you're not subbed already, go sub to the YouTube channel. If you are subbed, go tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your kids. Dog. I don't care. Tell your dog, what the dog doing? Get them all subbed. What the dog doing? Thank you. Welcome. Get them all subbed to the YouTube channel. You can also find all of our podcasts Streaming on your favorite podcast platform of choice, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. So make sure you're subbed there as well. You can find us on all social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, 
Threads. We're everywhere. I don't think we ever post on Threads. I can't remember the last time anybody posted on Threads. It's just Threads thrived for that one day, <laughs> just on the vibes alone, and then just down the toilet ever since. Yep. Gentlemen, the Oklahoma City Thunder defeat the Phoenix Suns 111 to 99. They move to six and four on the season. It is the Thunder's first win against a Western Conference foe this season. Nick, how I start all my post games. What's what's your big theme of the night? What's the headline of this 119-99 Thunder victory? Secondary creation and scoring. Shea can't do it all. He didn't have to tonight. So who are you looking at whenever you you mention that that secondary contribution? Tonight happened to be uh, your boy J-Dub, who looked really, really good early and often. Um, this phenomenon of, of first quarter Chet is pretty remarkable, just like gets to his spots in the first quarter. Um, I actually kind of want to do research on this. It wouldn't be hard, but I'm curious what percent of his points come in the first quarter. I'll look that up while you guys are talking on this next piece, but it uh, feels like a lot. And Shea ended up with like a quiet, what was it, 33 points? 35, 35. 35 points. Um, it felt kind of quiet. Like he kind of scored him in bunches late, but he didn't have to have a 20 point, 25 point first half for this team to be in it, which is very nice. Totally agree. I thought all of the starters played really well, JD. Um, don't want to bury the lead here. Like Nick talked about the, the backup guys, talked about J Dub specifically. A bit of a homecoming for J-Dub as he's back in Phoenix where he grew up, where his family lives. Dude had 31 points on 16 shots, three of four from three, six of eight from the free throw line. Only one rebound, one assist, two steals. Um, Defensively, I thought he was all over the place. He spent time on Brad Beal tonight. He spent time on Kevin Durant tonight. Uh, I thought J-Dub had an absolutely wonderful game. This is the first really big like pop game for J-Dub I feel like. Yeah, this uh this was an interesting game because there was J-Dub like this this game was a little gloomy for a while. It was like okay, the Suns are were better than I thought they would be because it's Kevin Durant, Booker and Beal and a bunch of minimum contract guys and they were just like playing their butts off and look they looked really good. The Thunder the same trends that we've seen from the Thunder recently reared their ugly head tonight. Some of them in their some of them in their control, some out. The free we talk about the free throw discrepancy again, the rebound discrepancy. But they pull out a great win because of guys like J Dub, like we're talking about, who was incredible attacking KD one on one late was really cool. SGA feels like we get a step back three late in these games to close it out. Like I think that happened in the Atlanta game too. Um, it's awesome. It was it was a gloomy game for a while, but they pulled me back in. Taylor, besides J-Dub, what's something else, another theme, another big thing that pops off the page for you tonight? I mean, it's kind of weird for me to twist this into a positive or, you know, however you want to phrase that. But the Thunder Doesn't were out-rebounded. Positive, Taylor. <laughs> Doesn't have to be positive. I, I just find it fascinating that the Thunder were out-rebounded. At, I saw it by 20, but actually looking at ESPN's box score, they have the Thunder out-rebounded uh, by 19, and yet the Thunder still end up winning this game. And not to take us in multiple directions here, we can kind of pick one of these to break down. But I thought the Thunder's defense was phenomenal, holding the Suns only 38% from the floor. 
combined with the limited turnovers, only nine total turnovers to the Sun 17. I think that really kind of tells the story of the game and our two big stats there as to why even when the Thunder route rebounded by so much yet again, uh, they were able to pull off a really big win and outside of the obvious individual performances. How do you guys sift through? How do you guys sift through this game? Because this felt, did feel like an ugly game for a long time, and a lot of a lot of bad stuff happened uh, against the Thunder. And I don't know what to take away as far as positives. Like I take away Jada's performance as a positive, the free throw discrepancy. You have to hope that that evens out over time, just with refereeing uh, adjustments and things like that. Rebounds still an issue. What else do you guys take away from this? Because it's like the, the old things continue to happen. It was great. They won an ugly game, but I don't I don't know. I'm kind I, of mixed on this game in general. I mean, not even a – I don't think my answer even is like stat uh, specific here as much as it is that this young Thunder team is able to, you know, kind of like to your point, so is able to respond to the adversity. Obviously, not a lot of calls going their way. Uh, another thing we can probably get into there, uh, the rebounding, as you mentioned – and yet these guys are still over to it's still able to overcome that. And we see guys like Dub and Shea Rice to the occasion. I thought Chet had a a really good fourth quarter. Even to Nick's point, if he wasn't scoring quite like he was in the first quarter, uh, Chet had a fantastic fourth quarter in, in regards to how he was just all over the floor, impacting shots. Like I think specifically, now I'm going down a Chet rabbit hole, but that that shot that he it, it, it was, I think Bill who was driving. And Chet is able to uh, respond, uh, is able to adjust that shot. Bill, like last minute, he's midair, like throws out to a corner for a, a really ugly three-point shot uh, by the Suns. And then the Thunder are able to get that ball and push it in transition. I, I thought I, you, I I thought you said Bill, also. like B-I-L-L. -L. I was like, I did, who the hell is Bill? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to envision this in my head. Like, Bill, Bill calls me to the Bill, cup. Bill, uh, <laughs> Russell Simmons. Uh <laughs> No, Chet, yeah, Chet played really good down the stretch. Silva, I mean, I to me, there's like a lot of themes that you can take away from tonight. The rebounding continues to be a problem. I find it fascinating that when rebounding has been clearly the issue for this team early in this season, the bench included 13 minutes from Jay Will, six minutes from Jang, and besides that, it's guards. I mean, Berton's got uh, a three-minute cameo. Uh, he was an extra in the film tonight. But besides that, like, they're not playing big bodies who can go in there and rebound. They're, like, specifically playing smaller dudes. So it's kind of like they're leaning into that. Thunder fans are going to hate this, I think. I kind of <laughs> like it. I like putting those smaller guys in there and saying, there's not a magic bullet to fix. You want to know what fixes the rebounding problem? Go rebound the damn ball. That's what fixes the rebounding problem. I thought Lou Dort was phenomenal on the glass awesome. in the fourth quarter tonight. And I think everybody needs to do that. That's a theme. Um, hey, it's still not perfect. Josh Giddy kind of turning the corner from the ugly start after the first eight games. The last two have been pretty nice. Josh tonight went for 10, 10, and 6. One steal, two blocks, five of 12 from the field that have four turnovers, had some mistakes in some pretty critical parts of the game, but way more physical. Yeah. I mean, he hit the offensive glass tonight. At times, at times it felt like he was being too physical. Like I remember uh, going on a fast break 
it was a one on three fast break and he just drove into all three mm-hmm. Suns players. Like, what is the plan for that exactly? Like, I know you're trying to be more physical, but to what extent? Sometimes I feel like he's maybe trying to press a little too hard. Yeah. Um, well, I think the, the turnovers are a big like thing tonight. Two, two years from now, even even six months from now, the moves that Giddy's turning the ball over right now, or he's like dribbling in a bunch of guys and spin move off his leg, turning it over. The same moves that are making Thunder fans yell at the TV, like, what's this guy doing? In six months, it might be working, and he's not getting ripped, and he's getting to the cup, and he's making the dish out, and it's like, okay. like I think there's a little bit of identity crisis, not just with Josh, across the entire team. You work on all this stuff over the summer. Uh, in some cases, you were playing FIBA. You were playing in pickup runs. Um, this is like your chance to test out. Like We saw it with Shea a couple years ago with that step-back three that he clearly mm-hmm. worked on all summer. Didn't work. He scrapped it. It's kind of back now. It's been, um, yeah, seven three pointed tips for Shea tonight. Do I have but, that right? I have to but look that, at that. That's a real thing. Like you work on stuff all summer, envisioning oh, this is okay. going to be added to your bag. And sometimes it just takes a little time for it to work in game. And combine that with the fact that like you've got this new center playing significant minutes that can handle the ball. It's another ball handler, another shot maker. Um, it just feels like some guys are a little passive like this is the first time where it's like every guy on the floor can shoot and make shots should i shoot should i pass and through time it'll naturally work itself out like people are overreacting i i think you're spot on they played 10 games nick that's the equivalent of a I, i think a lot of thunder fans in oklahoma at least especially early on are in the college football mindset of like one loss ruins everything for you. Oh, we're not making the playoffs. If they 10 games in an NBA season is like one and a half games in a college football season. You're not making drastic changes, benching your quarterback, swapping out the entire defensive philosophy in one and a half games of football. You're not doing it in 10 games of NBA basketball. It is a very small sample size. We are in the infancy of this season. And so we, we, we should have fired Jeff Levy is what you're saying, Jacob. Oh gosh, we're not talking about OU. <laughs> uh, I can, you, you've seen it time and time again. Like either a guy will be mediocre in the regular season and have like a really good series or series and a half or two series in the, in the playoffs or vice versa. Like someone really struggles in a series, series and a half. That's what this is. Like you, you t- take a seven game series in round one and then first couple games of round two, you struggle. Like, that is 10 games. And that happens to everybody. Over that, over that kind of stretch. One thing that you mentioned there, Nick, that I really liked is you were talking about kind of, I don't know, these these players trying to fill each other out, uh, obviously adding Chet to the mix. And I that's kind of been a big thing for me, especially with Josh Giddy specifically, going back to Jacob mentioning Josh and kind of maybe breaking his game down, how he's been improving. It certainly feels like a lot of not wanting to say, and even Dub and Dub's game tonight, like not wanting to step on each other's toes. Right. Like these are all guys who love each other, love playing with one another. They they want to make this a, you know, they're, they're all bought into the the team, the system that the Thunder have, but they're also very talented individually. And I feel a lot of that, kind of what you mentioned, Nick, and, and the term that comes to me is just like I said, not wanting to step on each other's toes, which is why I loved Dub's game so much yes. tonight, being so much more aggressive and getting the ball in his hands and um I mean, it, that was huge. I mean, we saw saw it free up Shea even there down the stretch there in that fourth quarter. I think that's significant and something really big. And it doesn't have to be Dub every single night either, right? It can be Chet some nights. It can be Giddy some nights, uh, contrary to a lot of Thunder fans' beliefs. And so, like, to your point, Jacob, I, I do think we're seeing 
Josh get a little more comfortable there, especially there in that first half. I noticed him really distributing, like being aggressive, but not forcing shots and distributing, creating for others. Like that's significant. Uh, I, I, I think like you guys mentioned over time, we're going to see kind of that pecking order, whatever you want to call it, just a, a little more comfortable comfortability amongst one another. Yeah. Just takes time. So another two kind of big things that jumped out to me tonight was the thunder bench struggles mm-hmm. was one. And I, I'm I'm presenting you with two, so you can dive into whichever one of the two you want to talk about. One is the bench struggles from the Thunder. Two is, and, and maybe this is controversial. I don't know. I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts. I know they had their big guys, big main guys, haven't been healthy. Kind of worried about Phoenix because I think the supporting cast is not great. I I thought that too coming in. They, I don't know. I don't know enough about these players. They were either overperforming. They seem like a professional veteran team, like ready to compete now. In in the regular season, I think they're going to get, they're going to rack up wins uh, just because they have really talented players at the top. The playoffs are where it gets interesting to me for Phoenix. Um, Lineup shorten. You kind of need yeah. the depth in the regular season, not the playoffs. Right. Right. I think. I think Nurkic is just bad, man. Yeah, Eubanks was better, I thought. If I'm them, I'm starting Eubanks. I also thought that was Jock Landell. It's definitely not Jock Landell. (laughs) Nurkic, he's with the the rising at all. Houston Rockets, Silva. Oh, yeah. The darling of the NBA. Yeah, I I mean, Nurkic looks cooked, dude. It's not good. No. The offensive struggles. I mean, basically, the only thing he did today was just get offensive rebounds and put I wonder if they have any seller's remorse on the DeAndre Ayton deal. I mean, it's not like DeAndre's setting the world on fire, but he's also a decade younger. I don't worry about him too much. Like, they are being halfway competent in the fourth quarter to being damn near undefeated. Like, straight up. They have blown game and game and game and game again in the fourth quarter. If yeah. they were just like halfway mediocre, their record's completely different right now. Yeah, Beal Devin needs to Booker be the third changes guy. this completely. And, and and the same way that we shouldn't overreact to the Thunder's rebounding woes and rotations, I don't think we should overreact quite yet, but it is worth making like an observation about the Suns. Jacob, Jacob's is trying to push narratives. We know what he's doing. Right? <laughs> Jacob the narrative pusher. I, hey. I want to see the big three healthy for an extended you gotta period. You got to do what you got to do. If we get that, we'll see. Silva, what about the Thunder bench tonight? Um, one, two, three, six guys get minutes. Uh, I guess Bertans counts in his three-minute cameo. Yeah. Uh, Usman Jang with six. Wiggins with 12. Jay Will, 13. Isaiah Joe, 16. Kaysen Wallace, 17. Um, yeah. Wiggins with the most shot attempts at four. Joe and Jay Will both took three. Bertans didn't take one. Jang only took one in six minutes. Wallace only took one in 17 minutes. The bench contributed a total of eight points in this game. Uh, is that something you're worried about? How do you how do you feel about the Thunder bench so far? It felt like an outlier and a side effect of this really weird, ugly game that we watched for most of tonight. Um, it's the shot attempts for guys like Kaysen that feels weird to me. It just felt like they... It's like he, he wasn't getting open shots. Phoenix was mixing in zone that was messing with the Thunder uh, every now and then. I don't maybe maybe that's why I don't know exactly why the bench was so ineffective, but it it was ugly. They were not making the usual impact, and I I consider the Thunder a you know a deep team in a sense. Like they have a lot of different types of players they could bring in for various situations, and I just felt like 
those guys were not having an impact. Wiggins came in actually and played really good for a short stretch of time. Uh, but other than that, like Kaysen, from every game so far, he's been impactful off the bench, like immediately. And his defense was fine, but on offense, he just wasn't really there. And I don't know if that was a part of the the foul trouble and the weird rhythm that the main guys were having, and they were kind of drug into that as a bench unit. I don't know. I've got a specific player question. And it's been 10 games. Like it's just a it's a directional question. We we see a lot of Thunder rookies play really well and slump as sophomores. The Teos of the world, the uh JREs of the world. Hey, um, that's New Orleans Pelican starter JRE. True. Thank you very much. <laughs> um Jay Will has not been bad to start the year, but like I don't see a like a fundamental jump forward in what is what he's looked like this season. And like he's not the kind of guy that's gonna be like leaps and bounds better every year by any means. But like what have your general thoughts been about him to this point? He's only played four or five games at this point. So Right. He was injured heading into the season. That's yeah. kind of the biggest thing for me. Still trying like to kind of find his footing. Right. They're they're easing him back in. He hasn't played big Agreed. minutes at all. No. Right. Uh, yeah, he I charge. Agree. He has not drawn a charge yet. Has. That's a great point. The new charge rules, man. Damn. Interesting. I the, thought the, the Thunder can't get any calls. The yeah. league's got it out for Jay Will, yeah. I thought he'd play a lot tonight with how much zone Phoenix was playing because he was a big deal in breaking the zone last season. It was weird. Were, I, think, I think they were playing box and one for a little bit there. Uh, yeah. So, so do I. On KD Shea. was up so high on Shea. Yeah. It was almost like a box and one with KD on Shea. Yep. You want to talk about some respect for a guy. Yeah, my God. You got an NBA team running a box in one. Vogel has no chill. <laughs> to- total Man, cope challenge, by the way. His the ass was yeah, out there, Frank, like past half court, about to like high five yeah. Dignall and got a technical. I thought first Frank's uh, vein in his forehead was going to pop. My man was going to have an <laughs> aneurysm yeah, on wow. the court. God. He was not happy. Um, that kind of leads to, I think, maybe one of the last big points this time just the free throw discrepancy when you look at the box score if you didn't watch this game and you look at the box score hey Shea took eight free throws and j-dub took eight free throws that's great a lot of intentional fouling down the stretch by the suns Shea took his second trip to the free throw line with four minutes and 32 seconds left in this game Absurd. uh the thunder end up still getting out um uh, out free throwed is that how you say that i don't know uh suns took six more free throw attempts than the thunder I continue to see the Thunder getting shots inside the paint, attacking the basket, and just not getting the whistle. And I thought back to last year. It was the same to start the season until Bagnall went on that post-game rant where he dropped that data about the Thunder's paint touches and shots at the rim and how their free throw rate off of that was like the lowest in the league. And basically came with all this data and then it felt like that was the turning point the thunder started getting the whistle it's kind of wild that shea is averaging like 60 percent of the free throw attempts he averaged a game last year less than 60 percent and that's a massive cut i've seen more referee complaints than usual from coaches this season early on i feel like and me, like media members Taylor pointing out Jenkins how went Taylor Jenkins, went yes, off. I was going to mention that. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Just been the team's team also team two and eight, nine, to be fair, three but. and eight or whatever it is now. Yeah, after after they beat the Clippers, which is another yeah. incredible uh, aside for us, but but yeah, no, I I think that's a, a, I mean it's fascinating. I can't decide if it's like a, like the the league trying to make an emphasis uh, on you know they know that the Thunder League led the league in drives last year and you know trying to kind of I don't know not give them too many foul calls early on or what it is. But I, I, there, I mean, there were multiple times, especially in the first half, I thought where both Giddy and Shea are getting hacked. And I also wonder, like, I don't know. I, I'm seeing Giddy getting fouled and not getting calls. And it, I mean, that could potentially kind of take him out of the game offensively. Um, I, I wonder what that looks like if he's getting more calls and if we see him kind of fit, get, kind of get more into a groove. But even just like the flow of the game, to Silva's point, especially early on, was just very choppy. There was stretches where like these two teams were pushing the ball and transition each of them, and it was extremely fast. And then you had like I don't know four or five minute periods where it's just like one foul call after Stop. the other, specifically for the Suns. So it, I don't know. It, it was very. I think it's kind of what you were getting to at the beginning of this podcast, Silva. It just like was very choppy, and I think a lot of that goes to the officiating. I just find it fascinating if Thunder can get these calls yet. To your point, Jacob, I, re- I just don't really have a good answer. I uh, I did some digging the other night, Nick. The Thunder lead, like as a team, lead the league in drives per game. And it's like, I don't know if you want to say it's significant. They have like 82 drives a game. And the number two team is like four drives per game behind them. Um, which it's only four. That's one per quarter. But when you look at like two to three and three to four, like there's no other gap that that's that's that big. So the Thunder are number one in the league in drives per game, but number 17th in free throw attempts a game. It just feels like at some point that's got to even out, right? That's what I think. It happened last year. I don't think the Thunder want to complain. They don't seem like a team of people that want to go yell and complain to the refs every time. And Mark doesn't seem like someone that wants to complain a bunch. But, I mean, maybe he has to do what he did last year, like you said. I'd be curious. I, I don't know enough about how drives are calculated. Like, is a drive to the lane and a kick out and a drive to the lane and a kick out, is that one drive or is it? I would assume that's two. Possession? I wonder what is it the, per the possession is. Um, is a drive to the to the nail and a kick out to a corner three? Consider the drives at that point, like that's not a drive you'd expect to foul on. Yeah, does it? Like, I wish, does I wish a drive we could break apart the drive. The paint, like I don't right. know. I wish we could break that it's apart and figure out like how far ahead are they if they are, and like drives to the cup and attempt to score. I think that would be really interesting to see. Somebody out there's got to have that. If you have that data out there, please give it to us. It's interesting. Um, I don't know. Any other big thoughts from tonight's game, guys? Not really. Like one thing I thought about with the bench unit, though, you mentioned, you know, obviously I was even looking at the shot attempts. Uh, I'll try to add that up really quick again. What, like 12 shot attempts total mm-hmm. for the bench? But I think a lot of that tonight, playing a team like this, the almost like the Spurs, the Suns, as you you saw guys like Shea, uh, Dub, and Giddy playing at the same time in second units, we didn't really see full bench lineups. That's just kind of a, a a quick aside, a lingering thought that I've had that maybe that's that's part of the reason we haven't seen quite as or didn't see quite as, as much bench production because we saw a lot of the starters with 
Second yeah, there was a lineup to start the second quarter that was Josh Giddy, J Dub, Chet Holmgren, Isaiah Joe, Kaysen Wallace, which I thought was a really interesting lineup that should be able to do some work. So I wonder if they'll dust that lineup off. I don't know if we've seen that this season. True. Dust that off and try it again moving forward. I continue to think we need to see more Usman Jang. Yeah, I'm sure there's a look. reason he's not getting a lot of minutes, but mm-hmm. six tonight. I I just I feel like he needs a bit of a longer leash. I think he's about to get sent down to the G League though for a stint, just based off what Marcus said and with the the blue starting uh, starting that up, ramping that up. Uh, there was a comment here before this road trip that he made about Us that made me think that I just I, I don't know if you guys have or Nick if you have it. Um, I think that is probably why so far. I would assume he goes to the the blue for a little bit. We see more Bertans, maybe even a Micic here and there. And then uh, after he gets called back up, we see more Oos because I agree with you, Jacob. I don't know. It's it's all scheduled. Like Oos, if, if he were to go to the G League tomorrow through next Sunday, like it's it's been on the schedule for weeks now. So that's just kind of how it is. Just like that Lindy game Friday that I was not very happy on about. The, on the schedule. You know what? You know what? I won't go there. <laughs> JD, did you have any Usman thoughts? <laughs> No, I, d- I think he looks a little out of rhythm whenever he is coming out there for these short spurts in these games, and, and it makes sense why he would be. He's not getting enough play time. There's a lot of guys. We could talk about minutes distribution in these first 10 games for a while. There's a lot of guys, I think, like Mietzic, maybe Poku. Um, I mean, Trey Mann's literally not played at all. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of routes we could go that way. We don't have to talk about that tonight. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys I would kind of want to see more. I think those guys are going to get an opportunity at some point, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Yeah. If Lindy's got it. If, if two-way Lindy, they've had on the books for three years. <laughs> two-way has a, Lindy. As a calendar, on a game on the calendar, you got to think like Poku is a game on the calendar. Which leads me to Poku's believe game should be blue every stretch. game on the calendar. I agreed. Um, every day is a Poku day. <laughs> all right, we ready to move on? I think so. Before we go to break, we have our own ad read for the night. There we got to plug the t-shirts, gentlemen. Ooh, We've been is. slacking on plugging our t-shirts. If you did not know, Where the is. Uncontested has, in my humble and completely unbiased opinion, Where in God's maybe name? the best set of Thunder so. gear that you can find anywhere. We have, what is it, like 15, 20 different prints available. You can get them at cottonbureau.com. That is C-O-T-T-O-N, cotton, B-U-R-E-A-U, bureau.com. And then just search the uncontested in the search bar. You can find all of our shirts there. Perfect time with the holidays coming up. You need to buy a shirt for that Thunder fan in your life. Hit up Cotton Bureau. Get them. Don't get them that generic, just the Thunder logo when it says OKC in blue. Basic shirt you could buy at every Nike Swish. Sports and Outdoors in America or every Dick Sporting Goods. Get them something unique. Hit up CottonBureau.com. Search the uncontested. If you need some Thunder gear for the holidays, if people are asking you, hey, what can we buy you for the holidays? Tell them, send them to cottonbureau.com. You can get a Pokemon onesie for your baby, <laughs> as uh, A. Smoot says. We got tons of awesome, awesome designs. JD is supposed to have the designs my, pulled up right now. Um, my Chrome is gone. I was gone. about to start like acapelling the, uh, the 
commercial that we did, or the ad read that we did last no. year. The JD doesn't know how to work. My Chrome tab is gone. Great. I actually cannot see anyone right now. Great producer. Can't JD. see anyone right this now. This is so sick. <laughs> we might still have that pulled we up. We will here. drop the link find in it. the chat and on the pod description. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> With that being said, let's go we... to. Okay, hold on. We we deleted the Cotton uh, Bureau uh, ad read thing that we had, but we do have this, and I'm dying. Oh, I can't so, see well, it. So we, we can't see. Yeah, dang it. That's all right. Well, um, it's, uh, we it's Jacob be, as Brian Windhorse, and it's hilarious. We will be back after this quick break <laughs> from the other ads, but the big one is the Cotton Bureau one. So go buy some shirts. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we are back without JD. He's gone. Um, we lost the man, our producer. The man is having some issues. Gentlemen, I thought tonight the vibes are a little better because the Thunder won. But Justin and I did a midnight post game Friday night after the Kings game. And I thought the Thunder fans were going to come through the laptop screen and try to murder me. They were pissed. <laughs> Folks were upset Friday night. And hey, I get it. Like, I'm glad there's passion for this team. But my Lord, people are pressing the panic button. So I wanted to take a minute. And I wanted to present you guys with 
some statements, and I want you to give me your panic level for each of the statements. Silva has in here that we're going to do a one through five panic level. I think we should do a one through three, and we should decide what the panic levels are named. So, Nick, <laughs> what is one thing in life that makes you panic more than anything else? Don't get too deep on this. We don't want like your existential crises. <laughs> like, like, a, like a five is like, like a one to five, like five is what I'm giving you right now. We're going to do one three now three. because we're naming them. You're the most, the thing that makes you panic the most in life. Like, is it waking up at 3 a.m. hearing the dog going, hoo, 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 like he's about to puke in your bed? Is that your, your like highest panic rate? No, but I hope we clip that audio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my dog did no. that this evening. I will. I'll say. Um, I panicked. I have like a, a phobia of, of um, oversleeping my alarm. Oh, and dude! So I panic when I like I wake check up my alarm, and I don't know like what time it is, and I'm like, oh god, am I like three hours late? Am I ahead of time? Like, why is my alarm not gone off? Why? That was like, me Thursday morning. Ninety nine percent of the time, my alarm wakes me up. I I almost never wake up naturally on my own. So when I do, it's like, oh shoot, am I way earlier? Am I way late? So I did yep. that. I, I'm the same way, Nick. Whenever I go to bed, I check my phone probably six or seven times to make sure the alarm is set, same. the ringer is on, we're at full volume. As the I entire as the entire show right now checks their alarm for tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. I did that one time this when is I was a reminder. teaching. And I, my phone dinged like a text message. I was like, who is texting me so early? Boom. And I got up and I checked it. And it was my student teacher. And she said, Hey, are you coming to class today? And class had started 10 minutes ago. Oh. And I just woke up. I can say that now. I'm no longer employed as a teacher at that school. So, dude, I about shit myself. I was terrified. Okay, so three. Is <laughs> That's a good one. Panic that the alarm is not set. JD, what is two? Like a mid-range panic meter for you. Right like I'm a little, it makes me a little panic, but I can manage it. It's not horrible. Um. My cat's about to throw up and is like gagging while on a piece of furniture. What does that sound like, Silva? I can't even do it. I want the airball. <laughs> we got to that video. A few things. <laughs> the tongue, Silva. <laughs> and then it's either hair. There's a joke to be made there, and I won't make it. There is. It's either hair, food, or some kind of bile that comes out. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right, Taylor, what's the, the one rating, the thing that gives you very, very little panic, um, but maybe raises your anxiety just yes. like a, a tick? Take I you have from a, a one to a two. I have a perfect one for this today. Um, my almost two-year-old son, Brooks, not a fan of nap time over the past, like, four days, uh, gets very, very cranky, starts kicking and screaming anytime I bring him to the crib when we're getting close to nap time. And then the I, I just had to like throw him in the crib or not throw him in the crib uh, <laughs> to leave him in the crib and let him cry for like 20 minutes uh, until he finally fell asleep. He wakes up after like only an hour nap. Usually he's like a two hour napper. And then he wakes up just hysterical again. And so I know he's okay, which is why this is a one, but it does raise the anxiety when you got a toddler just screaming his head off for like an hour. So all right, so our mind. rating is if you're a little panicked but not much, you think it's okay, it's the toddler crying after the nap. Yep. If you're mildly anxious and panic about this thing, uh, it's the cat about to throw up something <laughs> on the furniture. Yes. 
And if you are super panicked for this thing for the team, it is you're afraid the alarm's not set. Got it? Yeah. Got Statement it. number one. Thunder rebounding woes. JD, yeah. on a scale of toddler crying to the alarm not set. Jacob, how for, panicked are you? Can we can we all I, I want I want like JV to give his answer, but can we at the same time all put our number up like it's a dunk contest and then we can actually see who's real and who's actually agreeing to agree? I like it. I, you guys should have Wait, like what? little numbers, like you like little dry erase boards you write on and hold them cool. up. Oh, yeah. okay. We hold Since up it's our... one through three, we can we can hold our yeah. So make sure your hand is in your in your screen. Okay. Do we all put our heads our heads down like heads, uh, down, it, heads up, up seven up? up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. On, I'm gonna give you a three, two, one, go, and everyone okay. hold up your number. This Perfect. is an audio medium. I like also, I like this a lot. Yes. Three, two, one, go. Two. It's two. Everyone from... went two. Peace wow. signs. Everyone's the two. Cat throwing up, Silva. Why are you a two? Because I the rebounding woes make me want to throw up a little bit because it's like. It's not just we say woes. It's a little more than woes. They got out reminded by nineteen. They're really they're not good at it. And last year, you know, the Thunder were a young, scrappy team. People didn't really take them seriously. They played they played Kenrich Williams at the five, and they were better than this. And they've added Chet to this. Um, so that makes me worry. Are they not trying as hard? Are teams t- a carpet snake? <laughs> Our teams taking the Thunder more seriously, and now the oh. now their their like blend of of things they did last year to be good at rebounding just aren't working anymore. I don't know. That's why this game tonight kind of bothers me still because they the woes are still there. We're running through Arizona with our woes. <laughs> Jesus, with my woes. All right, I love you it. You know Next. how that shit goes. <laughs> Next one. Kind of tied to the rebounding, the weakness and the the drawbacks of the Thunder playing such small ball. Uh, rarely, actually never, with two bigs on the floor. Um, sometimes no bigs on the floor. Your panic level on if the small ball is actually going to work. Scale of one to three, where one is the toddler crying, three is the alarm is not set. I want you three to hold up your numbers in three. Two, one, go. Oops. Did you about give us the bird, Taylor? <laughs> oh, Everyone everybody's a one again. One. Boring. The toddler crying. Taylor, tell me why you are not worried about the small ball. So I think tonight's the perfect example of this. To Silva's point, you're playing small. You're, you're out-rebounded by 19, yet you still end up winning the game by double digits. And a lot of that is due to the pace of play the versatility of the lineups that create such an advantage for this team that, and, and that's kind of what the thunder are hanging their hat on this season. So it kind of ties into the past two points that kind of the positive side of the last one. And the reason I'm not too concerned about the weaknesses of small ball is because it presents so many advantages. If you can improve on the glass, like it, it, it really does uh, present so many lineup mismatches. I think for this team, it, it is a big advantage. They did get out-rebounded tonight. They also turned Phoenix over a ton and got out and ran a ton. I think that's the payoff. Agreed. That's the idea. They're playing small, but they have a bunch of badass players on the court at the same time. That's what, that's what we should want. Yep. They're small, 
as far as like a traditional five. They're kind of big everywhere else. And my God, yeah. like Phoenix has nobody to guard Shea. Nobody. No one. He a cooked. Of, and a lot of teams don't, but yeah. we're dubbed for that. Also, matter. we didn't talk about it during the, the recap of the game. It's just insane to me how much Grayson Allen looks like Ted Cruz. Oh, spinning image. <laughs> it's insane. Like I it thought really I was is. I was afraid when things got rough, he was gonna hop on a plane to Cozumel. <laughs> does he look more reference. like does he look more like Ted Cruz or does Silva look more like Morty? Morty? Like Rick and Morty? I don't see that one. I don't see that. I, one. I don't really either. I, I'm not there on that one. Without the remember beard, that time that all of you guys shit on me because I said Davis Bertons looked like that country singer dude that got real popular. Yeah, that was pretty. And then funny. everyone else started tweeting it. I don't know if we shit on you for that. Uh, I, no, I, I got was fairly on. accurate. I, I everywhere. I did. I definitely did. <laughs> Thank you for the honesty. <laughs> uh, all right, next one. Panic level on Giddy's fit with the team. He has had a rough first 10 games. We mentioned the last two have been better. Scale of one to three. One being, uh, you're not that worried. It's like the toddler crying in the crib. You just ignore it. Three being, you wake up, the sun is out. You have no clue what time it is. And have I slept in three hours late on work? Hold up your numbers in three, two, one, go. Silva. <laughs> Silva's like, uh, I was just. Uh, We've okay. got JD like, and Taylor with a two, Nick with a one. T- Nick, tell us why you're not worried. Um, a couple reasons. With the Thunder specifically, I'm not worried because if you followed this team for long enough, Thunder 1.0 had the same questions and it worked out. It takes reps and it takes guys to play together and I'm not worried 10 games in. Uh additionally, if the fit doesn't work, you could trade him for a really really nice piece. And so I'm not worried for two reasons. Damn it, Nick. I didn't know you were allowed to go that route with the well, I'm not worried cuz you could just trade him. Cuz Well, if you didn't if you didn't fit, well, I mean, like you can't trade him for something good. Trade him. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I just didn't think about that angle. My brain was not big enough at the moment to <laughs> Wrap my head around that because it's not a daylight savings day where he got an extra hour to think on it, Nick. Right, that's the issue. We need twenty-five hour a day, Silva, to get the deep dives. Exactly. Either um, of you guys want a quick rebuttal on on Nick's thoughts on Josh? Why you gave it to? I I've been I'm more emotionally invested in this team this season than I have been for a long time, and there are a lot of possessions. I know Giddy's struggling early. He did last season too. Last season it was just. We're all just kind of happy to be here. Like, a lot of good players on this team. Chet's hurt, whatever. But it's kind of the bad possessions. And this could be because of how unique of a player Giddy is. Like, when Giddy looks bad, he looks really bad to me. And that could be because of he's a six, what, six, eight uh, white Australian guy who, who cannot <laughs> shoot and is not athletic. Um, so when he's not confident, it looks, it looks bad. Um, so, I don't know. Some there are some possessions where it's just like there's the giddy possessions, and then there's the possessions with everyone else um, that are annoying me a little bit. But I'm gonna be strong. I'm gonna be patient. And like Nick said, you can just trade his ass if it goes wrong. To Jacob's point, we do. We, we've seen it improve. 
over the past two games. Uh, but I do think there still is, like, again, kind of going back to what we talked about, not wanting to step on each other's toes. Also, Giddy just trying to find himself within this offense with Chet coming back into the mix. A lot I'm of four shots early there. on. Yeah. I'm no, confident he'll get there. Also, and, inside base. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say uh, some inside baseball here uh, behind the scenes with the uncontested. We're all like giggling when somebody talks. Uh, it's not because we think everybody's stupid unless it's me talking. Everybody's laughing. Uh, it's the private chat <laughs> and our slack where there's just comments uh, flying it's off the wall. Night. It's good stuff. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Ju- just f- uh, a little more behind the scenes here. Um, I can attest that JD is a little more invested in the team this year. He texted me pregame saying how anxious he was about a game on November 12th. Yeah. When we get to yeah. April, this man's going to be taking a Xanax and smoking a cigarette uh, before. Every got a game. similar message. Uh, the, our, our, yeah, after dude. that Chelsea game, he was firing off thoughts about the, the Vikings and it's the an Thunder. Sports I mean, he me. is in, invested. I love it. Yep. Next one. Panic level on the free throw disparity. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it feels like it's been a lot to a little, not in favor of the Thunder. On the count of three, hold up your numbers. One being the toddler is crying actively in the crib. Taylor is ignoring it, turning the volume up on the TV louder and louder. (laughs) The three is Nick has woken up and is about to poop himself because the alarm is not going off and it is now 11.30 a.m. What is your number on the count of three, two, one, go. Oh, wow. Ooh, We're all over the zero. Board. Yeah. Nick's at a zero. Nick does it again. Silva's at a one. <laughs> Taylor's Brain at blast. a three. <laughs> but like I need to get a little more spicy on this one. It's been too much uh, consensus. JD, tell me you're kind of in the middle between these two guys. Tell me why. Well, I feel, I feel like it, our patience will be rewarded with the free throw disparity. I think the refs will... Figure it out either. Hit me with a patience is a virtue quote. Either because that's the son of a gun. It's what Mark would say. Either Mark's going to say something. The rest will just get their shit together and figure this out. In reality, the free throw disparity is the Thunder fans baby in the crib. That's crying that we just have to wait on. We have to wait for maybe 20 games. Maybe for 20 games and 20 minutes for that to fix itself. But I think it will fix itself. I love it. We're going to move on so we can get through these a little bit quicker. Uh, Last one. I hate that you put this one in here, you son of a gun. I know. It has to be Snuck it in there. Panic level. I know panic level. Maybe this is more of an annoyed level. Yeah. Yeah. Of the Alpi Shungun hype. Going to make him look like a little boy. (laughs) On the count of three, hold up your number. Nick, it better not be a zero. Three, two, one, go. Nick's not even holding up a number. JD's at a three. Taylor's at a two. Nick, tell us why you didn't put up a number. It doesn't even deserve a conversation. (laughs) It is like he has been good this season. But the label, I almost got into a Twitter argument with the guy about whether or not Shingoon's an all-star. And I'm like, on the uncontested Twitter account, it's quite literally a definitive thing. Either you're an all-star and you've worn the jersey or you're not. So stop calling this the dude awesome. an all-star. It's not a subjective thing. Keep That's going, Nick. Keep Five. going. Hey, Five. through Five. nine games. This is why I'm this is why I'm at a two. Uh Shangun is nineteen. Whoa, whoa. Oh, we got to do that on Nick. Didn't work. This Sorry. is going crazy. 
19.4 points per game, 8.2 rebounds per game, six assists per game, one still per game, 63% true shooting percentage, and a plus minus 57 from the field. I mean, that's superstar stuff right there. I'm thinking MVP conversation. Alpine Shingun. Hey, he's an MVP. Tari Eason is so good, you wouldn't even trade him for J-Dub. I mean, the Rockets are a top two this year, guys. I don't know if I'm just on a certain subsect of Twitter where Rockets fans just, like, creep their way in, and I see them. Uh, Rockets without... fans have an obsession with the Thunder. They do, because of inse- the it's, deep-seated insecurity. They're all a bunch it's of resulted in me being, like, a little too invested in the Rockets. Uh, I, I've kind of responded to that more than I should, I think. I haven't started hate watching the Rockets yet, but I'm getting close. Oh, I, I just watching I all 82, just hate watching them all. Make sure you don't mention the fact that every one of their wins has been impressive. I'm not going to discount it. Don't, but, haven't they played the weakest schedule in the NBA? I don't know about that, but every beat, every game nice. is has the the opposing team has not had one of their best two players. Like no AD, no Fox, no Murray. It's just impressive wins. You, you can't discount six wins straight. Yeah, but they have not, definitely watch not me. played. Watch <laughs> me. I'm not punching the ticket to superstardom for. I'm, I'm mad that you even called him Alpi, Jacob. Alpi. Alpi. All right. Let's move on. We have to get to our predictions for the week. Now, last week we mentioned that we were going to start keeping track of predictions, and we wanted to do some sort of payoff at the end of the year. Our guy Tony Mudge on Twitter came through. Uh, love Tony. He DMs us all the time about his thoughts of the game. Tony had a great thought. We're going to do the winner, whoever has the most points out of all of us at the end of the season. That person is going to have a day of pampering and um, I don't know what what other word I want to use. Enjoyment at Summer League where the rest of us will pay for everything. Oh boy, where is this going? Within reason. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. (laughs) No Summer League strippers. No... uh, degeneracy at the casinos, but food, summer league merch, snacks, whatever, covered by the rest of us. So the winner has a very awesome single day in summer league. What we're also going to do, there are 82 games in the season. Each point is like your get your correct guess on a Thunder game. So if you guessed a win tonight and the Thunder won, you got a point. At the end of the season, we're going to take your score and the the difference between your score and 82 games. So let's say Silva has a really good season of predicting and gets 60 games right. Well, that means he got 22 wrong. He's got to contribute $22. Let's say uh, Justin, who we'll talk about in a minute, who is not on the show, continues to be trashed here (laughs) at this. And gets 50 games wrong. Justin's going to owe 50 bucks to the pool. We're going to pool our money together. And let's say between the five of us, we have to pool 150 bucks. We're then going to ask the listeners of the show, the followers in the stream and on social media to chip in and match our contribution. And we're going to donate to a charity. 
My first go-to is Positive Tomorrow. It's just because I love Positive Tomorrow. We can decide the charity later on in the season. Maybe we'll see if the Thunder want to get in on this with us. Uh, maybe they want to do something like this with us as well, and they can choose a charity. But an update on the standings. So are we all understanding on the payouts? I love it. Season it's long. Awesome. I hope Nick doesn't win because I watched that man eat in Vegas, and we're all going to go broke. <laughs> I think Let's that go. I think Nick ordered three entrees at Best Friend. Is that right, Taylor? Yeah, it sounds right. He also stays out till like four a.m., so it's going to be a long day for all of us. If Nick's going to uh... buy two <laughs> drinks for one hundred and fifty bucks, and we're all going to be poor by the end of the night. <laughs> oh, actively rooting against me. We're all going to chip in uh, to a charity of choice, and we're going to ask the listeners to pitch in and match it. Uh, the degenerates to pitch in and match it. Uh, we will sign the check as from the degenerates, 100% ace moot. Update on the standings. Our leader through week one, going three and one this week. Carrie. <laughs> oh, God, Carrie. The Taco Bell. Carrie was there with us. Make us he all was there broke. with us. Leader after week one is Taylor Peterson. Three and one on the week, Taylor. Never uh, enough chocolate, and I can't wait to see more. Fantastic sounder. Next is both JD and myself. We both went two and two this week. You got sounders for us. JD? My preference is to be taxidermied when I die. You want? You might say it's a little sloppy. <laughs> and I don't have a sounder, but I do have a pretty fantastic uh, video that Silva sent Kamiar and I earlier today. <laughs> and second to last, we have Nick Crane at one and three. In the multiverse. And in last place, incredibly impressive by the man not on the podcast because he's got allergies and he went camping. Double or maybe still lost out there camping. I don't know. Is Justin Peabody going 0-4 on the week? Better learn Chinese, buddy. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. We do not have Justin's predictions. I will get them before... Uh, Tuesday's game against the Spurs. But for the rest of you, first game this week, Tuesday, San Antonio Spurs. They play in, oh, God dang it. I know. In season tournament game against the San Antonio Spurs. Wemby comes to town for the first time during the regular season. JD against San Antonio. What do you got? W. Lock it in. I love it. Taylor. Agree completely. Uh, I'm not gonna gonna bet against Chet in the Chet versus Wimby matchup. First one of the, the regular season. Nick. J Dub. I, I like, like it. it. <laughs> Took you a second. I will also go with the win Tuesday night. Coming back home, six thirty p.m. tip, national TV. It's time for Chet and J Dub to introduce themselves to the world, baby. After all the Wimby hype. Next game of the week, we have Thursday. They make their trip to the Bay to play against the Warriors, which the last time they played came down to a very controversial Draymond Green uh, rim touch, ball touch. I doubt I'll have Whoa. good seats for this one. Can't be uh, saying that on the podcast. Did you guys see uh, Jared Allen just field goal kick Draymond right in the testicles like a week yeah. ago? Beautiful. I may call it karma, you know. Loved it. 
that I mean, he ain't getting anyone pregnant anytime soon. That's all I gotta say. JD, what do you go? Actually, we're going reverse here. Nicholas, what do you got? Loss in the Bay. Oh, Taylor, retweet. I'm there. L. JD. Well, this this sucks. I don't want to just. How about? Is the Saturday game also in the Bay? Mm-hmm. You're like the, you're like you're like whenever the uh, the NFL people do their pregame predictions and like they have their records up there and the guy goes opposite just to try to like get back in the race. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That that is whoever goes last on this podcast. One hundred percent. Yeah. I'm going W. That's Boom. Jacob. Screw you guys. <laughs> JD Saturday Lee Corso over here. The the. <laughs> The sequel in the Bay Saturday. What do you got? Now you guys will follow my lead. W. Yes. I, uh, I'm i stuck in the middle. I know in one second. So, uh, yeah. And I'm also W because this team has responded well after losses. That's my reasoning. I like it. Nick. Another L. Nick. I'm going in L that night as well. L as well, baby. Last one. Sunday, they make the trip up to the Pacific Northwest to play the Portland Trailblazers, Nick. Second night of a back-to-back. Portland has some guys that can rebound, but it's a win for the Thunder. Ooh. Taylor. So I am actually going with the L here. I think they'll be uh, riding the high of the win against the, the Golden State Warriors, and they'll end up losing a game they should win. JD. Win. I'm going win as well. All right. We will get Justin's predictions uh, as soon as we can. Definitely before Tuesday. I'm going to see if Justin, our graphics wizard, can cook up a little uh, little bit of graphics to show the standings week by week. Show uh, maybe our, our heads and they move along like a racetrack or something. I don't know. I know. He, he cringes every time he gets a notification in Slack because that's going to cook something up. He's like... <laughs> All of us, hey, collectively. For what it's worth, I think he is cooking up a shirt for us. New shirt. Hey, hey, hey. No no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it. It's just it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. I'm also... It's, it's taken a while. I've, I've had to outsource, but I've got a sounder on the way that I'm will literally melt your brain. You guys are going to hear it, and we might have to cut the stream because you guys will be going so crazy at this sounder. There's no way it's that hype. Is it that hype or like will we be like dying from laughter or all You're going to be laughing so hard. It's going to be the best sounder you've ever heard. You are really just I'm dude, I'm yes. so excited. If it comes together like I think it could. It's going to be incredible. Silva, play the best sounder we have. Oh, wow. Um, which one would that be? Uh, wow, we've done uh, this be... before, and I can't remember what we decided on. Yeah, well, this is my favorite, probably. And that dude put a sock in my mouth tonight. Great for him. <laughs> it's gonna blow the doors off to put the sock in my mouth sounder. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we will go around the association real quick. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. Gentlemen, handful of things for around the association tonight. Silva, uh, before we get there, can you play the sounder? Yes. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a list of around the association topics. I will list them out. You guys choose what you want to talk about. We've got, do we think we need to make any changes to our preseason predictions already about who will make and miss the playoffs? Um, some trends going on in the league that we could talk about. Uh, the Timberwolves being really good. The Memphis Grizzlies being really bad. The Houston Rockets getting gassed to oblivion and beyond. Jaden Ivey and what the hell is going on in Detroit. And the hellhole that is the Los Angeles Clippers. Hellscape, if you will. I kind of like the Clippers one right now. They Let's are, talk about it. They are horrific. I mean, James did, you watch, horrific. did you watch James Harden airball multiple threes today? Yeah, yes. and he wiped his shoe and then airballed it. <laughs> I hate That's when my shoe gets in the move. The ultimate pickup move. You I guys slipped. I don't think this is this can't last. But the, do you think the Clippers pick ends up being better than the Houston pick? Ooh, That's spicy. That is. Nick's thinking about it. I hope it does. It's not insane. To, it might not it's be. It's not insane. What if the Clippers pick gets you Alex Sar? What if they're like 10th or 11th and just the lotto hits? That would be something. We're Wherever good. we're watching the draft lottery at, shirt's coming off. <laughs> 100%. I don't know what the top are uh, when they got the number two pick during that draft lottery. Fun I don't video. know where the Clippers go from here necessarily. Clippers they are can't. currently three and six. They've lost five straight. Um, as, did you guys see the Harden's intro today? Starting yeah, guard, making his Los Angeles Clippers home debut, James Harden. <laughs> Pin drop. <laughs> that was about what it was. Can I read you their next few games? Please. Yes. They got. Can. They've got Nuggets, then Rockets. Okay. Two powerhouses do, in the West. They they do have a little bit of a, a lull there with back to back Spurs early next week. But then they've got Pelicans, Mavericks, Nuggets, Kings, Warriors, Warriors. Jeez. Oh my God. My chest. Jeez. <laughs> you love to see right it. now they're at three and six. Yeah. Read those uh, off again real quick. 
Okay. Uh, Nuggets. Lost. Rockets. Win. Spurs, Spurs. Split. Pelicans. Loss. Mavericks. Loss. Nuggets. Loss. Kings. Win. Back-to-back Warriors. Split. Split. That's um, four wins, six losses. Yes. That would put them at seven Seven and 13. Seven and 13. That's so sick. I'm into it. I just don't want Russ to be the scapegoat of that situation, even though he doesn't necessarily fit. I don't, I don't it's hard right he's now. Gonna like, yeah, he's no. taking a backseat. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. We, we've gotten used to Russ being the scapegoat a lot. Harden has built up so much bad will that I think he is 100% going to be the scapegoat. Agreed. I mean, Good. the numbers, you can't argue it. Like, they're... No. Theory, they're on off numbers with Harden on and off. Like it, it is like the most clear, holy crap. Whether it's Harden's fault or not, they're not good with him on the floor. Aren't all four of them not under contract next year? Correct. I think that's correct. That is correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, all thing, four of them. If that's also like wise taking the most fool, or sorry, maybe not on the season, but at least this past game had like 15 fugal attempts, I think, with all four of them on four, which is the most that he had not had taken. Basically, he's taking almost as many fugal attempts as he was when he was the focal point of the Spurs. Russ is on the books next year. PG and Kawhi have player options. I thought Russ signed a one-year deal. Looks like a two-year, roughly eight mil. PG for Cat? Maybe a team coach? <laughs> doesn't say team on I, I should know. Yes, no, so no, you're right. There, That's but... fascinating. Huh. Well, as of, you love as of right now, let, let's move on. As of right now in the West, playoff standings are in order. Nuggets, Mavericks, Timberwolves, Rockets, Warriors, Thunder, and then play in Kings, Lakers, Suns, Pelicans out of the playoffs, Blazers, Clippers, Spurs, Jazz, Grizzlies. I can't believe the Grizzlies are one and eight. How much does that shift by the end of the year? Just yeah, I, I got to be honest. We are quickly getting. I know it's only ten games. I know. I know. I know. We are getting close to like the legit. Like, I, I think at this point, the glass casing over the big red button is. Like lifted up and the hand is hovering for the Grizzlies. The like is there a point where this team game mark off- like twenty percent? Right. Season? Yeah. Is, is there a point where this gets too off the rails? We're at twenty five games in when Jaw comes back. It doesn't matter. No, they, they won't. They won't. They not won't that they're gonna sit Jaw and like not bring. No, him back. no, no. But but they're gonna wait to see what the team looks like with Jaw for at least 10, 12 games. So they do anything. I don't even know if they do anything. Come. I mean, they'll try to improve the team at the deadline, but I agree. I don't see anything drastic until probably. I the think off-season. they might miss the playoffs. Do you they see basketball play in or like completely miss playing projections? Miss playing like John Hollinger is beside himself right now. <laughs> and I, he's fine. He he's riding his uh, Alfie Shane oh right now, and and trashing Josh Giddy, I'm sure. Yeah, Nick, what's what does uh basketball reference say? Wow, 0.6%, 0.6% yeah. for the Grizz to make the playoffs. Oof. The Good worst, Lord. the worst in the West. 
Hey, on the flip hey, side, they, though. They beat the Clippers today. On the flip side, there's two teams in the West. Yeah, I know they did. They, they beat the Clippers by five, which, again, kind of ties our two previous uh, topics together. Curious your guys' thoughts. I mean, you can pick which one or if you want to like put them both together. The Timberwolves and the Mavericks. Both playing extremely well. Obviously, we know it only takes like, I don't know, a day and everything could blow up for the Mavericks because of Kyrie Irving. Uh, but he's been fantastic playing alongside Luke. They, they look really I'm good. I'm personally and, waiting for Kyrie's thoughts on the uh, Israel-Hamas war. Yeah, no uh, kidding. The clock's ticking there. That could do it. That could do it. Yeah. Um, that and then the, the Timberwolves have, have been Timberwolves good. have been great, man. Anthony Edwards. And Edwards awesome. and Jaden McDaniels Oof. are dogs. Yeah. Yep. Dogs. Is the two big thing, a three big thing going to work? Like, do they? As much as I hate Rudy Gobert, I love it. The two Everyone big thing is talking weird. about Cat being on the move eventually. Do you think that's like, I don't know if you break up the, the rhythm that they got right now. True. I also don't know. Yeah. Why would you sell a cat right now? I think his yeah. trade value is kind of bottom. Yeah. Windhorse saying on his podcast that he, and again, maybe probably Windhorse hyperbole there, but saying that he doesn't think that they could even get first round picks for cat right now. Is that, I think, I think that's more, I think that's more about like his contract Mm -hmm. than it's it's not, it's not like a testament to the talent. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, I think it's his last season of his contract. He'll be 28. It's like not old. No, no, no. That's his current season. 20. He'll be 31 in the last year at 61 mil. 61. Yeah. Which, which like percent of the cap is like, that's 32%. It's not, it's just inflated. That's, that's like an estimated number. So, um, it won't feel as big, but that, that is, it's a lot of money. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Any other around the association topics already at an hour 10. So it's about time to get out of here. You guys can choose one more uh, Ivy playing time. We've talked about Timberwolves success. We've talked about Memphis pain. We can do Ivy or Houston. We've already talked about Houston, right? Um, Nick, what's going on with Jaden Ivy? I don't know. There's like the sick stuff, but he's like also at shoot around. He doesn't want to get his teammates sick, but he's like also still in the building coming off the bench. Like Marcus Sasser is the guard that's balling yeah. out right now. That like everyone said, where's Marcus Sasser gonna fit? And all of a sudden he's fitting just fine and, and Ivy's not. Um I I Mike, if we're gonna like the panic level one to three, I think it's still a one for me. Jaden Ivy's Agreed. too too damn good to to not a lot of raw talent there. Yeah, a lot. Hey, let me so. let me tell you something. And Nick, you were on this for a long time. I feel like I kind of got on this train. Sar Thompson is insane. Yes. He is so, so good. Is he like leading the league in offensive rebounds or something like that? He rebounds the shit out of the ball. He's averaging like 10.7 a game. Isn't he still at like two blocks a game or something like that? Yep. And I I get prime Iggy vibes from him. I get better than that. I get better than that. I I'm just talking like style of play. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the Rockets are not our topic, but it's it's adjacent. Amin Thompson been hurt, hadn't heard his name at all. Like not the same kind of play. Like like Asar is more of the wing. We know that Amin's the point guard. But like as good as the Rockets have been, like he's gonna come back and do things. Like he may turn it over a bunch and like 
hold the ball a little bit, not pass as much as he should. Like there's going to be kinks with him, but he does a lot of the same. He's going to rebound the ball. He's going to have some crazy passes. He's going to get out in transition. Like he's, he's going to be good too. As soon as they get the ball in his hands more, they'll be better off. Just really quick. I, I just, I saw this earlier. Only Mitchell Robinson has more games with five plus offensive rebounds this season. Other than Asar Thompson. That's that's so good, dude. All right. As we get out of here, uh, we did get a super comment. We got to pop it up here and read it. Shout out to Hotspot Casino. People need to get off Giddy's back. As long as he's playing within the offense, he'll be fine. Our issues were lacking size. We need Zach Eady. Oh, wow. Zach Eady. Wow. I I love love the first part. Like, People do need to get off Josh's back. We were going this way, and then we were. Yeah. Went off the side. <laughs> I love it. They, they, they need it. I mean, people do need to get off Josh's back. He's, he's been bad at times, but like he's figuring out his new role. Um, Thunder is lacking size. I don't know if Zach Eady's the answer, uh, but I also don't think they're going to trade. Like, like this is going to be something they, they, they figure out. Um, Chet gets, gets better on the glass josh giddy jada everyone else crashes the glass better something off the chain stylistically to get more rebounds maybe maybe you poku maybe you maybe you poku actually last season had like a really really good rebounding rate like third on the team Put um, in coach i i think that you stylistically like if you want to if you want to get back on defense or on the other end of the floor if you want to like run transition you can't really crash the glass because you can't crash the glass and get to the other end of the floor obviously it's so like they may have to like do some push pull. They're like maybe they can't play as fast. Maybe they can't get back in the end as quickly because they have to like intentionally go attack the glass. Like there's gonna be yeah. something like that. Hey, I just gotta say, we've talked a lot about like the Thunder look for a specific type of player that can like fit what they're trying to build. I'm still all in on the Denny off Dia train. Dude's good. Does a little bit of everything. I don't know if we need him and Josh Giddy. That's the, that's the thing. I don't know if we need you. Damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We do. My Josh Even though you can't hate. work the internet half the time, JD. I can't. We still love you. Thank you. Play that outro music. Here we go. Can you do that? Hell yes, I can. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Young Contest. The chat was hopping tonight. We love it. After the Thunder, get a big win. 111-99 to against the Phoenix Suns. They're back home Tuesday against the San Antonio Spurs for an end-season tournament game. Thunder might be out of it, but it don't matter. It still counts for the regular season. It's going to be a fun one. We'll be live with the post-game after that show. Actually, no post-game Tuesday night. Regular show Wednesday night. So tune in Wednesday. We'll talk about that Spurs game and a ton of other stuff with a full-length episode Wednesday. So don't make plans to join us Tuesday night because we won't be here. You guys have a great start of your week. We'll be back Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday for you guys this week. The three shows incoming. We'll talk to you soon. Until then, as always, Thunder Up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.